Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh dear brothers and sisters This episode we are doing tafsir of Surah A'la number 87 The most exalted So if you have a Quran or a recitation of the Quran um, in translation Open up Surah 87 and you can follow through the translation We cover subjects like what is it that we should say when we're in sajda during salah you've probably heard this as a kid what to say subhana rabbil ala but what does that mean and the deeper meaning behind it so lots of benefit please take benefit from this episode and most importantly most importantly brothers and sisters what we forget is to put it into practice so in your next salah let's put this into practice now that we know the deeper meaning behind these words so next time our heads on the floor uh, and we're praying Salah, we'll know the meaning behind this inshallah that will help with our tranquility and our connection with Allah. Enjoy. <laughs> so, the big question is this, how do Muslims like us, who live busy lives in non-Muslim countries, remain strong in our faith and practice Islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions? How do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jannah Talk. Bismillah, <laughs> Alhamdulillah, with the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are now starting Surah Al-A'la, meaning we have uh, completed this, the one half, one half of Juz Amma, the 30th Juz of the Quran, and uh, <clears throat> now started the second half. <clears throat> Al-A'la means the most exalted. Al-A'la means the most exalted. This verse was revealed, this surah was revealed in Makkah, comprises of 19 verses. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, with the name of Allah, the All-Merciful, the Very Merciful. Sabbihisma rabbika al-A'la. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, pronounce the purity, pronounce the purity of the name of your most exalted Lord. Pronounce the purity of the name of your most exalted Lord. Then the attributes of Allah Who created everything Then made it well Who created everything Then made it well Further and who determined a measure for everything and who determined a measure for everything Fahada then guided it then 
guided it. والذي قدر فهذا And it says والذي أخرج المرعى And who brought forth pasturage who brought and who brought forth pasturage فَجَعَلَهُ غُثَاءً أَحْوَى Then turned it into a blackening stubble Then turned it into a blackening stubble فَجَعَلَهُ غُثَاءً أَحْوَى So going to the beginning سَبِّحِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ الْعَلَى Pronounce the purity of the name of your most exalted Lord the the scholars have advised that whoever recites this surah sabbihisma rabbikal a'la it is mustahab mustahab meaning it is rewarding for them to say subhana rabbiyal a'la the same tasbih that we say in sajda subhana rabbiyal a'la exalted be exalted be my lord who is the most exalted or pure uh, or pure from all faults is my Lord who is the most exalted. Subhana Rabbi al A'la. So it's mustahab. Uh, it's mustahab meaning it's not sinful if a person misses out on it. However, if he does it, it's rewarding to say Subhana Rabbi al A'la when we recite this surah. Sabbihisma Rabbi al A'la. The Sahaba Radwan Allah from amongst them Abdullah bin Abbas Radhiallah, Abdullah bin Umar, Abdullah bin Zubair, Abu Musa. Ash'ari Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu ajma'een used to practice this as well that whenever they recited Sabih Isma Rabbikal A'la they would say this tasbih of Subhana Rabbiyal A'la This is besides namaz this is besides reading salah so out with salah if a person recites the Quran then to say Subhana Rabbiyal A'la Uqbah bin Amir Juhani radiyallahu anhu is another sahabi he narrates that when this surah was revealed, Sabih Isma Rabbikal A'la, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ij'aluha fi sujoodikum. Ij'aluha fi sujoodikum. That make this into your sajdas. Make this part of your sajdas. Meaning, to say Subhana Rabbikal A'la, say this in your sajda. Hence why, uh, when we go in sajda, we say subhana rabbil a'la. So subhanallah, all of our year, all of our life, we've been practicing this. We've been reading subhana rabbil a'la in sajda. Today we learn why we say subhana rabbil a'la in sajda and what's the reasoning behind it. So it's after this surah, sabih isma rabbikal a'la. Once it was revealed, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, make this part of your sajda, this tasbih of subhana rabbil a'la. Because Allah is telling us, to pronounce the purity of Allah, to pronounce the purity of the name of Allah. So Allah is telling us to do so. So it's an order of Allah. Hence, when Nabi Sallallahu advises us that the best part to do this is in sajda. To say, Subhana Rabbi A'la. What it means is to say the name of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala with utmost respect, with utmost humbleness. With utmost devotion. And we should keep Allah's name pure and clean from all those things which are not befitting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This includes 
calling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with such names which are not suitable for Allah and which are besides those names which Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have advised us for Allah. Please join us in our Facebook group by clicking the link which is in the bio of this episode. In there you find over 250 Muslims who share information, knowledge, prophetic, family, prayers, and hope of religion to this country as well. Until then, I will speak to you in the group. Within the explanation of this verse of the surah also comes those names that are specific for Allah only. human beings with those names this is against the 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 greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for example Rahman Razzaq Ghaffar Quddus Rahman meaning the all merciful yeah and Razzaq means the sustainer Ghaffar the all forgiving Quddus, the being who is the most pure and clean. So this is just as examples, but there's many names like this which are for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. To use them for human beings is not permissible. But nowadays, may Allah forgive, there's so much laziness with regards to this. Uh, people, their name, their names are Abdul Rahman, Abdul Razzaq, Abdul Ghaffar, Abdul Quddus. The word Abd in Arabic means servant. So Abdul Abdul Rahman means the servant of the All Merciful. That's what it means. But everyone's being so lazy, and they just want to pronounce the names very short. Hence, why to keep the name short, they just go around calling Rahman Rahman, or they go around calling Razak or Ghaffar. Whereas, how can a human being be Razak? How can a human being be Ghaffar? How can a human being be Rahman? These are attributes and names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. If we can be anything, we are the Abdul Rahman, we are the Abdul Razak, we are the Abdul Quddus, and we are the Abdul Ghaffar. We are the servants of that being who is who, who is uh, with that quality. So the one who says such name and one who hears uh, the, this name being called on his own like Rahman, Razak to any human being is sinful and uh, we should avoid such a sin we should avoid such a sin why? because in this sin there is no uh, there is no benefit at all if anything there is loss this uh, sin uh, without any enjoyment huh? there is no enjoyment behind this and you'll be getting in trouble for no reason. So one should avoid this completely. And whosoever names are um, kept after the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should add abd to it. So this was Sabbi Hisma Rabbikal A'la. Then we're going on to the second verse, third verse, and these are the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So first quality has been mentioned of khalaq, the being who created. And now khalaq means to create something without a, a sample, without an example. This is khalaq, to create something, to give existence to something which was non-existent. This is khalaq. And 
no one besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do this. No human being can do this. Because if anything, the, the material is already available. <coughs> they are just um, molding the material. They are just uh, connecting the material and producing something else. But to give it existence from, uh, from nothing, this is not happening from them. This is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the quality of Allah, Alladhi Khalaq, the one who gave existence from some uh, to something which was non-existent, and uh, and then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, uh, and you know, uh, to join these things and so on. This is coming under the greatness of Allah, under the fourth quality, fourth attribute of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala as well. This is this is not uh, out of the human human ability or capability. And rather, this is a guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We'll be coming to that. So first and foremost, first quality, alladhi khalaq, the being who created without any sample and without any example. Fasawwa, then fasawwa means, then made it well. He perfected it. Fasawwa, he perfected it or made it well. Allahu Akbar. So this means that after giving everything existence, um, uh, in its perfect proportion and what size it should be what should it look like how many parts it should have how many limbs it should have what should be the shape of it what should be the size of it uh, for human beings for animals for any other creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the extent the hands the legs the feet the joints everything you know, how they fold, how they bend, how they turn. This is fasawwa, subhanallah. Alladhi khalaqa fasawwa. Alladhi khalaqa fasawwa. Day to day we take benefits from so many creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, um, you know, just thinking into this, starting with our own, own human being. But we've never thought that this is my Allah who created me from nothing. And then Fasawa perfected my creation and he gave me everything in his right proportion. Look at our eyelashes, look at our eyebrows, look at our eyes, the position of the eyes, the size of the eyes, the positioning of the nose, the quality of the nose, the position of the ears, the amount of ears and so on. Everything is just perfect. This is Fasawa. This is Fasawa. That's why we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Proclaim the, uh, the 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 purity of the name of Allah. Glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by doing tasbih in abundance. Then it says, وَالَّذِي قَدَّرَ فَهَدَى قَدَّرَ The third quality, and who determined a measure for everything. And who determined a measure for everything. Who determined a measure for for everything. Walladhi qaddara fahada. Allahu Akbar. So meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not just create everything and this left it on its own. No, no. Rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala determined a measure for everything. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it, assigned it a specific task. Whatever Allah created, Allah created it for a purpose. Allah gave it a job, a task to carry out. Allah created the sun, then assigned the sun a task. 
Allah created the moon, Allah assigned the moon a task. Allah created other planets, Allah assigned them tasks. Allah created other stars, Allah assigned them tasks and so on. And we can carry on counting and mentioning the name of Allah subhanahu wa by the greatness of Allah will not end my brothers. So and Allah has assigned everything as task. Look at the wind, look at the air, look at the oxygen, look at the water, look at the fire. And look at the different types of animals, whether they're on the land, whether they're on the sea. Everything has been assigned a task. This is Qaddara, Walladhi Qaddara. Subhanallah. And who determined a measure for everything. So every single creation of Allah and everything that is, uh, exists within the universes are created for specific uh, tasks. Allahu Akbar. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the fourth quality is Walladhi Qaddara Fahada. Fahada means that then guided it, then guided it. Meaning this means that everything in the universe, this universe has been created with m measured capabilities. Then Allah Ta'ala guided or programmed it to work within the sphere of its potentials. Everything including animals, trees, clouds, rivers, stars and planets etc. Knows through this divine guidance how it should discharge the duties it was created for. This is the Qudrat of Allah. Providing guidance. So assign the tasks. Allah assigned the task. But there's no guidance. There's no training. How would they do it? No, no. Allah just did not leave it to that. Allah gave them the guidance as well. This is how you to do it. This is how you to carry out the task. Allahu Akbar. So all the creations in the heavens, in the skies, and all the creations on the earth, they all have been giving some intellect and understanding by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though the intellect and the understanding of all other creations are minimum in comparison to the intellect and understanding of the human being. Huh. But despite that, Allah has given everything the understanding. So the sky, the earth, the stars, the planets, the mountains, the rivers. Allahu Akbar. They've been all assigned khidmat, service. Um, Without any laziness, with, without any uh, deficiency. Uh, and the, who are they to serve? Human beings. Humanity. Allah like us. That everything is created for us, for the, our service. But our us, insan, the humankind and the jinn kind have been created only to obey and worship Allah. And recognize Allah. So everything is in our service. From morning to evening. From evening to morning. Everything is in our service. The winds are doing their job. The weather is doing its job. And um, the water is doing its job. Our limbs are doing their job. Every single thing is serving us. But what, how, how, are we, how are we thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in return? How are we repaying? By disobeying Allah? No, no, no. We 
we can't do this. We have to obey Allah. We have to please Allah. We have to use this, uh, use our limbs and our body in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. To the extent the animals in the jungles, the wild animals, the birds, the insects, each one of them knows how to fulfill their necessity, how they should live, where they should live, their individual or their necessities, what's and what's how to achieve them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has directly taught them and guided them. They didn't go to any school or any college or to seek this uh, education from directly from a ustad, from a teacher. Rather, this is the hidayat amma This is the general guidance and hidayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has spread through which everything has benefited. Even even science, even the knowledge of science, this is Atai Rabbani. This is a gift from Allah. This is granted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the way everything in this world has been created for this human being and for his benefit, now to take maximum benefit from this. Now to take maximum benefit from all these creations and uh, how to combine them to give more benefit, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this requires a great skill and knowledge. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has embedded naturally this understanding within this human being. For example, that if they if they dig into the mountains, what they would find. If they dive into the oceans, what would they find? Yeah. The jewels and so on. Who gives this human being this intellect and this understanding? Then to use the wood, the metal, copper, steel, and to make various items out of it and to bring new new products into the market according to their needs huh. this is not based this this kind of understanding is not based uh, on um, investigations or by studying in colleges or unis from beginning of this world from beginning of this world even the illiterate human beings they've been taking benefit from such creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They didn't go for any education. They didn't go for any courses or any PhDs. This is naturally embedded in, in every human being. And this is the natural science which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has presented within every single human being. But then to do further research on this and progress on this, uh, and investigate on this so this is an ability granted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is also a gift from Allah
everyone knows that science cannot give existence to something. It cannot create something. It cannot create something. Now, when we use mean create, it means something which was um, creating uh, creating something means to create something and uh, not giving existence to a non-existent thing. Rather, the the items and the things, the material which is existing existing by Allah subhanahu wa taala by the power of Allah subhanahu wa taala, they bring that in use. They bring that in use. And then make various other products from it. So this is all taught by Allah. This is Fahada. Allah has guided us. This all comes under Fahada. Then they research further and so on. And this is again the ability which is uh, given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is... Uh, this is the Qudrat of Allah. We came now. We learned just after these within these two verses. Allah khalaqa We are nothing. We are nothing, and how weak we are. How can people? You know, if a person studied science, or you know, scientists, or studying by studying science, a person should become more. Um, more dutiful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Realizing that, wow, look at the power of Allah. Look what Allah, you know, then as we are investigating, as we are coming to know more and more things, who has kept all these qualities within, the, within those items and those things? is Allah. And who is guiding us to that? is Allah. Who has given us the understanding? It's Allah. Fahada. So this is very important over this, very important. We After these two verses, we realize we are nothing. We are nothing. After these two verses, we realize we are nothing. Our ability, our capability, everything around us is nothing. If anything, it's all Allah. The whole world and the entire universe and whatever exists within it, this, these two verses have summarized, it's all come by Allah. He created it, give it existence from non-existent, when non-existent things existence. He perfected them, gave them the right size and proportion. And qaddara, and he then um, gave everything its right measure. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provided them. So assigned them the tasks and then Allah gave guidance as well to them. Then how to, um, how to carry out those tasks. At the end of all of this, we can only say Subhana Rabbi A'la Subhana Rabbi A'la Subhana Rabbi A'la Ameen Ameen May Allah subhanahu wa grant us to reality of the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa make us beautiful towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ameen Insha'Allah you enjoyed that episode and gained benefit Please join us in our Facebook group by clicking the link which is in the bio of this episode in there you'll find over 350 Muslims who are sharing information, knowledge, how to better our deen, family tips and photos relating to this episode as well. Until then, I will speak to you in the group. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.